Welcome back into the Tide Talk podcast. Stacy Blackwood here. We have a special episode today as we're going to be joined here in just a couple minutes by Roger Myers, a close friend of Luke Ratliff. Roger's going to tell us a little bit about Luke and what he meant to him as a friend. But before we get to that, I want to take a minute to tell you a little bit about BetOnline.ag. Of course, the NCAA tournament has passed and Baylor is your national champions. So if you had Baylor winning at all, congratulations there. But the NBA is still in full swing. MLB is just getting started. So head on over to betonline.ag to place your bets on all those sports. And if sports is not your game, uh, they have reality TV that you can bet on. So, you know, if you want to bet on American Idol or The Voice, whatever's going on on reality TV, head over to betonline.ag to place that bet. All right, guys, we're going to roll the intro, and then we're going to be getting into our conversation with Roger Myers. Stay tuned. We're joined now by uh, Roger Myers, who's who's a close friend of of Luke Ratliff, and uh, we wanted to bring Roger on to uh, to kind of give us a more personal uh, side of, of Luke and kind of what he meant to to him, and uh, really what he meant to the entire Alabama fan base. And, and you can see the outpouring of love through the GoFundMe that that Coach Hodgson started there, and. Uh, you know, Roger, just just to kind of start things off, uh, and I, and I, it's so hard to, to ask these questions to somebody that's so close to Luke. But you know, what were you doing when you found out about his passing? I was, um, well, I found out he was really sick when just as the baseball game ended on Friday night, and him not being there was was unusual. And I actually had texted with him on Friday. He texted me at. I texted him to see if he needed a ticket. I was the student opting in thing. Sometimes, you know, they get left out. So I, you know, get him a ticket when he needed one. And he said, no, I don't. Thanks. And I was at 12.55 p.m. So, okay, I figured, okay, he got a student ticket. So, but we never saw him. He typically would stay in the right field park, right out in the student section for a while and then come sit with us for a while. But he, I didn't, we didn't see him out there, and he never did come in. And about um, game ended shortly after nine, I believe. And um, Hunter Letson is there, and he, he asked me, he said, "What's up with Luke?" And I said, "I don't know. I, you know, I texted with him earlier, but he said he didn't need a ticket." And he, he said, "No, look at these, look at these tweets um, from his mom and from Coach Oates." Went, oh my goodness! So. It was kind of a shock. So then started um, just kind of working the network and talk, um, contacting different people and was not getting any good news. It's like it looks bad. He's in the hospital, pneumonia, fluid on his lungs, possibly um, COVID. And we thought, okay, well, you know, we'll, we'll get this treated and everything will, you know, get better. And then I, uh, I texted with um, Hunter Johnson and said, what, 
you know anything on Luke? And he goes, it's not good. It, every, it looks really bad. It looks bad. Man, and then by the, time I got, by the time I got home about 9.30, uh, I was getting the messages that just, I think it was, he didn't make it. So that was, um, <clears throat> that was a pretty tough, pretty tough little stretch there. And, you know, and just really just disbelief as much as anything. Um, you know, he was just, he was just, he meant so much to so many people. He was, he was way more than just, um, just the basketball super fan. I mean, he had a lot of, a lot of facets to him, but he was very, he was just such a kind, thoughtful person. He just never had anything bad to say about anybody. I always looked for the good in every situation and, you know, it was just, I mean, he, he loved his team and he cheered hard. And, and as coach Bruce Pearl said on the radio the other day, yesterday, I think that said, yeah, he said, dirty game, he'd be all overs and saying borderline inappropriate things. He said, but I can get him. We're like, we're taking pictures and hugging. And that's the way, you know, he said, that's the way a rivalry and the way a college kid and athletics should be. He said, you know, Luke, I mean, it just it gave me a lot of respect for Coach Pearl for some of yeah. the night with that because, you know, like, you know, it, it, he said, I, I want to beat Alabama worse than anything because they're our rival. But he said, you know, at the end of the day, it's basketball. And he said, that kid just – that kid was just special. And he said, and you, you could see it in him in the way that he was a leader and people admired him and looked up to him and he just made everybody feel, feel good. He said, you know, once the game was over, it was over. And um, that's that's just one of the many, many, you know, wonderful things I've heard heard people say about him. You know, he had messages from Frank Martin and Tom Crean and Andy Kennedy and, you know, just coaches all over the Southeast that that Luke would make fun of and, and rag on their teams, but they sort of respected him and, and liked him at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I think I think his wit is kind of what drew so much, uh, you know, admiration from everybody. He had such a a quick wit, and, and you could get it, it always come across as a as a good joke on Twitter. You know, so, sometimes uh, yeah. when you're not in person, it can feel like maybe it you know it's, it can be taken the wrong way, and it never felt that way with Luke. He just seemed right, so authentic right. and genuine. Exactly. It really was. And, um, and talk, and I've noticed it on Twitter, but in talking with his mom, when she was here this weekend, it's like, I know where Luke got his wit because his mom's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, obviously in those situations, situation this weekend, it was, she, they were in shock and obviously, you know, it's not something they're going to get over. Yeah. Uh, you know, any ever, I mean, no parent ever wants to bury their child and it's just a sad situation, but, She's she's just a funny lady, and you know she she'd crack back at him on Twitter, and uh, at he'd crack on clack, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crack on clack on Twitter, and you know just she was always always funny. But I mean, both his parents are, are wonderful, and uh, but uh, I could tell, and and his dad's great as well. But um, just I, you, she she's just got that little you can kind of say that little smirk and that little. <laughs> little Luke 
where he, I don't know where he, it's just where he came up with the, a lot of the funny stuff. I just reading some of his old tweets and stuff, but it's just like, you know, it's just, it's smart and it's witty. And I was, it's like, I don't know. He figured it out at an early age to, um, how to treat people and, um, make, make everybody feel, feel special. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, I, I, I didn't have the, the chance to meet him, obviously just interactions through Twitter and, and stuff like that. But, um, I, I'm sure it was at a sporting event, but do you remember the first time you, you met Luke? Um, yeah, I, well, the, like most people I first interacted with him or found out, figured him out on Twitter. And then shortly after, um, first time I actually met him would have been at my tailgate football tailgate it's freshman year i believe and um it may be you know just a lot of it there was a lot of you know, a lot of people always come by but I, i'm not sure if maybe hunter johnson brought him by first or whatever and um anyway just from the start that was that was the beginning and so then he'd, every saturday you know fairly early in the morning i'd look down the sidewalk and he'd come strolling down the sidewalk with his big stuff and some some sports coat or funny hat or something. It was just always it was just always such a treat to see him coming coming down the sidewalk. And then of course then basketball started up and then you know you couldn't help but notice him there. And then we just kind of got to be, you know, friends through that. And then once baseball started, uh, you know, we would there was a kind of a group that would they would um show up, end up, end up in our, in my section back behind home plate. And, um, just kind of got to be a regular thing. And, um, and then, you know, just kind of built from there. And then that's, you know, that's, this is a you know, I guess it's been four years. So, um, it's hard to, you know, disbelief. Yeah, I, I, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. You know, real quick, I do want to take a moment real quick to tell everybody a little bit about our sponsor, Kanan. Uh, I know I have a problem keeping up with sunglasses. Either I break them or lose them or scratch them or something. But but Kanan offers sunglasses that are exclusively uh, made, you know, with, with Japanese optics, you know, so they're clearer, lighter, and stronger. And then the, the frames are Italian handcrafted. So they are impossible to scratch. And right now with Believe Network and Canaan, you can use the exclusive code CanonCast15 at Canon.com to receive 15% off your first pair of sunglasses. That's CanonCast15. Canon, clearly better. Roger, as, as we start to wind things down here, um, now I know this is kind of a tough conversation and it's still pretty fresh. And, and like you mentioned, this is something that's, that's going to take a long time to, to get over and try to move on from, but uh, knowing Luke the way you did, uh, how would you think he would want us to remember him and, and kind of live out his legacy for him? And, and, and he does have a legacy. I know we kind of use that word, but uh, you know, maybe overuse it, but I, Luke is a, is a, is a legend and, you know, oh, yeah. especially the basketball games, they're not going to be the same without him. No, and, and they were going to have to adjust in some way with him not being a student next year. Right. You know, that would have been a – but he was planning on – he had several job offers come up and a lot of – you know, he wanted to stay around Tuscaloosa and 
there's a lot of people around here that wanted him wanted him to stay. And I think he I think he might have stayed here a long, a long, long time. I mean it was it became home home to him. Um but just the um the joyfulness he brought to people is is the thing that I um remember the, the most and how he genuinely cared about anyone that came up to speak to him and met it to meet him for the first time. And then once you did, you felt like he was your best friend. I mean, it's yeah. like, he had, you know, it's a very unique person that can do that. And I told, told William Galloway the other day that Luke had 35,000 best friends because once you met him, talked to him, he made you feel like you were, you know, during your conversation, it's like, man, that guy's my best friend. <laughs> and, you know, it's just not many people can do that. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it's amazing, kind of piggybacking off of that. What uh, and I kind of used this the other day is you know social media kind of gets a bad rap, and you know of course there are a lot of negative things that can happen on there, but somebody like Luke uh, kind of makes it all worth it because anybody that he interacted with, uh, like you mentioned, just seemed to be a close friend of his, and he made everybody feel. I guess special and uh and and unique and uh like you said that's a that's a quality that most people do not possess. No, no they don't. And um it just you know it's just I just think about what an impact and what he was going to do with his life that yeah. He would he was going to have a huge I mean he he's had a huge impact on a great number of people already as a as a college student that love basketball. I mean, just imagine what he, he could have done uh, going forward. I think he would have really – definitely the world needs more <clears throat> more loops in it. And um, unfortunately, you know, that got cut short for – but, um, you know, hopefully there was a reason uh, that uh, he was needed elsewhere. Yeah. Or um, something because he sure is, sure is going to be missed on the uh, on Earth for sure. Yeah, well, well Roger, I, I don't want to I don't want to keep you any longer, and I certainly appreciate you taking the time to to talk about Luke and kind of his legacy and what he meant to you. And uh, you know, before we do sign off, I you know if there's if there's anything else that you would like to add to the conversation about Luke or, you know, if I don't think they've shut down the GoFundMe just yet. Uh, no, that, um, yeah. it's, I was like over 51,000. Yeah. That's incredible. That, that, that's, that's the Testament that, <laughs> that just proves what kind of impact Luke right, made right. in his short time. I mean, just, just really, you know, like you said, the last four years at Alabama be- becoming famous for being in the student section there. And, uh, Wow, he—I mean, he—he he is going to be missed, and uh, you know, I, I can't speak to it on a personal level, but like you can, and obviously, my my thoughts and prayers are, are with his family, and of course, his close friends like you, and uh, I can't imagine the the pain and, and grief that y'all are going through, and losing somebody that young and with so much life in them, and uh, it's just a—it uh, it really is just a hard pill to swallow, and uh, you know, but we do look forward to seeing, you know, how. Uh, Nate Oates and, and the basketball team kind of honor him. The, you know, the, the, you can tell that, that that Luke meant a lot to that that coaching staff and to that team, and he was really kind of a part of that team. You know, they gave him the, the jacket and 
uh, and just uh, it's 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 going to be tough without Luke there. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Um, yeah, you can tell the um, the players that at Saturday at the memorial, the players and coaches that were in town were all there, and you can tell the, I mean, the devastation that they felt. Herb Jones had a hoodie over his head and pulled down. He just like just kept shaking his head and you know like this isn't right. I can't believe this. And they all all gathered around um, Luke's mom and dad and little brother and gave them some comfort and um, you know let them. I mean, like the, they they knew, but let them know again how how much Luke meant to them personally, not just not just basketball wise. Um, so it was, um, it was quite a touching little ceremony they had. So, um, on Saturday to be thrown together as quickly as it did, um, from, I think, you know, from about midnight Friday to doing it at one o'clock on Saturday afternoon, it was, it was real, real well put together and a very nice tribute. Well, Roger, uh, Certainly my condolences go to you as, as a close friend of Luke's and uh, we, we greatly appreciate you, uh, you know, joining us for a few minutes to talk about Luke and, and what he meant to you. And uh, we, we really do appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Absolutely. Anytime. All right, Roger. Well, uh, you take care. Uh, we hope to have you on again where we can maybe talk a little Alabama baseball and uh, we know you're a staple there. And we look forward to talking to you about that maybe sometime in the future. Okay, Stacey. Thank you. Thank you.